0: Hello everyone and welcome back to the Board Gaming Doctor. My name is Phil and I'll be your Board Game Doctor today. So I realized that at the time of this recording, it is near the end of October and I hadn't done a Rosenblog yet. So I don't have too much prepared for the Rosenblog this month. I'm still waiting for the chance to play some of the new Essen games from Rosenberg including Plantanubo and Tangram City. And so while we wait, I will talk about Agricola, All Creatures Big and Small. This was released back in 2012. It plays in about ha- half an hour, and this is only for two players. Its weight is low at 2.35 out of 5, putting it at a light to medium light category. And I have played this game more than 12 times on the app that is available on your mobile device. And so in this game, as a spinoff from the very popular Agricola, of course, which is My favorite game of all time you take turns back and forth playing workers onto worker placement spots as you do in the original agricola you can play that and you have three workers only three workers throughout the whole game and you have eight rounds to play them on these spots which either give you resources such as wood stone reed animals which are the main driver of points in this game as well as uh, spots to be able to build fences and pastures to keep your animals in, and other structures that increase the capacity, very much like the stables that you have in the original game. And then there's also a spot where you can build special buildings. In the base game, there are four special buildings that that you can play with, and nothing else, and so it's very rote and... However, there are expansions that have been added since that expand on the special buildings that you can play. Another unique factor about this game is that you can expand your farm using farm tiles. And uh, you have to go to a space to be able to do so. And you don't start the game with all of your fences. You have, I think, 10 or 8 or 10 fences to start with that you can build out onto your farm. But throughout the game, you either need to build certain buildings that can give you fences to uh, that are automatically placed around it, uh, such as the stable, or you gather extra fence pieces by going onto the spot that allows you to expand your farm. So this review goes into uh, this game at its base level without the expansions. I think I would love to, you know, try out the expansions at a future time to add a little bit more replayability, but my focus was to try to understand this game at the base level and try to learn the base strategy to be able to defeat the AI opponent at its maximum difficulty, which I was able to do after quite a few games. (laughs) And so this is what I learned. Strategy-wise, this game is mostly about, like I said, collecting animals. And the overall strategy, I feel, is to, one, build spaces and pastures big enough to start housing animals. And two, just like you do in Original Agricola, it's always advantageous if you pick up animals as a breeding pair. Because this does happen in the game, where you, if you have at least two animals of the same type in a pasture they can breed one at the end of the round after you've played all of your workers. And so the I think the crux of this game is building out pastures and utilizing your resources in an, an efficient way to build, you know, a big enough pasture or using those buildings to create space for the animals that you pick up and then building off of those spaces and increasing the capacity as you move along so you can support breeding pairs which will efficiently give you more points throughout the game. So one other thing that I've learned is that the buildings like the stable, which build out fences for you, is essential to create the space that you need quick earlier on in the game. So when those breeding pairs do happen, which they mostly take place in the third round, I I believe, is when you can pick up the first breeding pairs, It's uh, great if you do have enough resources to be able to house them. Take maybe one to two worker placement actions in that third round to pick up perhaps two different breeding pairs, sheep and pig in particular, to uh, start off your engine for building animals or uh, reproducing animals for points later on. And so I think there's a little race to get to the stable first. When I played the AI, that seemed to be the mode of, of action and the strategic objective in the, mean, in the meantime was to gather enough resources to pay for that stable. And then from there, you extended out your farm. You gathered more wood or stone to build out more fences and then you just kept, uh, you just keep gathering animals when you can, and making sure you have breeding pairs as well as room to support their breeding engine. And so, you know, it took a little bit of time to understand the play pattern of the AI, and it took about at least ten games or around ten games or so to, for me, playing casually to figure that out, and, and as well as to beat the other opponents um before playing the hard mode so it probably took after beating the easier ones maybe you know five or so plays to understand that basic strategy and so it 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 didn't take a very long time to i guess understand the game at such a core level the base game i should say at a core level to make it uh you know understand the replayability of it There aren't too many options to deviate from if you do start to pursue the optimal play pattern, which is developed or established by the AI. Uh, There isn't a lot of wiggle room to um, compete in a different way. For example, with the special buildings, um, there were times where I did build them and got pretty close to beating the AI, but it seemed like the way to beat it was to gather enough animals, focus on animals, and not even all the animals too. Like If if you got one animal, like a horse or a a cow or cattle, as a one-of, then that would suffice to give you some points there. And then with everything everything else, with the sheep, the pig, and one of those other special animals, getting breeding pairs and breeding them seemed to be just fine in the long-term outcome. But other than that, uh, you know, building those special buildings could play a bigger role if you have more variety in them, which is where the expansions come in. And I believe this game shines at. I'm seeing a pattern with a lot of Uwe Rosenberg games recently, where an expansion is really needed and crucial to expand the game further. Obviously, not, but not only in modules or different uh, you know, variety or play styles. But I think they really alter the overall strategy where I feel like some games, even the bigger ones, such as fields of Arl, a feast for Odin, and of course, or at Labora, which are games that are easily quote unquote, solvable where a preferred path of play or a play line is after many plays discovered and, as I am diving into the strategy points and getting deep into what the best players do in beefy games such as Fields of Arl and Feast for Odin is that they pursue the same opening and follow a very similar course throughout the game, despite the variations that are offered in each respective game. And so Agricola, all creatures big and small, Condenses that idea that a lot of these Uwe Rosenberg games are, uh, some might say, rote or scripted when it comes to what kinds of openings you take and what pathways you take throughout the remainder of the game in order to be successful. If you want to win, of course, you know, you can play these games casually and just have a good time reveling in the mechanisms. But as someone who enjoys a more competitive deep dive, into the strategy behind the games you start as soon as you start to solve the puzzle and unveil what makes a, the most efficient playline in these games you start to see that in base games there are uh, st- strategic points that are that trump basically anything else right uh, it's it's easier demonstrated in a smaller game such as all creatures big and small and a little bit less so in some of the bigger games. But I do believe that there is an overarching strategy to those games that are uh, dominant and are shaken up by the introduction of expansions. And so I really look forward to exploring more of those expansions. I really need to get uh, the Norwegians and uh, Tea and Trade, which I hope that there is a reprint of soon. And to be able to see how they expand the game itself as well as the strategic avenues thereof. But overall, I really enjoyed Agricola All Creatures, Big and Small. It was a great quick way to get capture the feeling of Agricola, which I think it does. You do miss out on the card play. You miss out on extra resources and uh, ways to get points in this game and really hunkers down on the mechanisms of breeding and pasture building, tableau building, basically, which are aspects that I love about Agricola. And so my next ventures into this game will definitely include the expansions, and I'll review and touch up on my thoughts of this smaller game at the time when I do get the chance to play those expansions. But for the meantime, uh, yeah, I've really enjoyed it, and I think it's a great supplement to the original game, if you only have two players. So that's, it. that's going to be it for the Rosenblog this month, kind of a smaller and slower month in, you know, in anticipation for some big games to be played and reviewed very soon. Uh, nothing new has been added to the game list as we watch for next year. We still have a few small games like uh, The Clash of Magical Schools, the Babel reprint or uh, Redux, as well as uh, Portals, and I'm going off of memory here, and um, (laughs) Click-A-Tree, which I'm very intrigued to see what that game is all about as well. And then as we start to, I think, dive into more of the E-Deck, which I think is featured in Board Game Arena, maybe we can talk about those cards and how they affect the overall strategies of Agricola. And if you play with that deck, what are perhaps the best cards to pursue? Hopefully we get some content from Agricola experts, you know, in the future on that deck. I'm sure we will, but, um, hopefully, you know, I can offer my two cents as well and that'll be fun. So thank you for, uh, sticking around and listening to this Rosen blog. Um, Hopefully there's more to come in the months to come. Please schedule an appointment with your board game doctor real soon, and I'll catch you on the next one. Take care.